Welcome to the MD Show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon. Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives. We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle up your seatbelts and welcome to the, the MD Show. Welcome once again to the MD Show on Dash Radio, Dash Talk X. I am Bianca Banks. And I am Jasmine Shannon, the, the little D, one. The D. The D of the M and D. Because I don't know if we emphasize that a lot. The M and D stands for mother, mother and, and daughter. daughter. So happy Tuesday. Happy week. We're almost at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Finally. It's been a, you know, it kind of went by fast. But then I also feel like it right now it's going by slow. And I feel like we're probably reflecting on the last 11 and a half months. And it's like, what the heck did we go through, you guys? I love it, though. We were closed and we're open. We're closed and we're open. Okay. (laughs) Well, that was one thing I wanted to talk about because, you know, it's like, obviously, this time last year, like, we were still, like, flying all over the place. Yep. You know, traveling. We were, you know... And Bayou Classic, Mardi Gras coming up. I was in dance classes. I was in auditions. Oh, you were flying all over with Kanye. Yep. I had just went to Miami. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, you know? And a lot of people, like, for example, on my mom's street, Jasmine loves this. One of my neighbors, um, like, you know how they have those, like, blow up things? And then, like, at night, they, like, blow up. And you can like see all the Christmas decorations uh-huh. and stuff. Because in daytime they're deflated. Well, it they it, they deflate because of moisture. So they deflate either because it rains or because the Nana lives close to the beach. So I think the beach like no, but everywhere they're like that. I know because oh really? So it must be because some type of moisture. Mm, or I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> unless they're solar powered. No. Okay. So anyway, um, one of the neighbors has a sign out and it says 2020 was, and then she has a poop emoji um, next to it. With a Santa hat on it. (laughs) And that really made me like think because I feel like 2020 has been good for me. Well, there's been ups and downs. Yes. It's definitely a, well, it's a change of life for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people lost their jobs. They could have lost their jobs. You know, they could have. So I think it's good in regards to we've made it positive when we've made, we've turned it around. You know, I think at this point, that's what a lot of people are, are doing. You know, I feel like a lot of people are trying to turn it around at the, at this point, it's our norm and you have to just make the best of it. I mean, and that's just, you have to, and my whole thing has been one day at a time. You just got to take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I was, you know, we did our poll questions Poll question. Poll question. <laughs> and a lot of people, they were just, you know, like, it was like, what are you grateful for in 2020? A lot of people said love, friendship, um, blessed, because I think now you're able to highlight the blessings that you didn't know that you had. Right. That you took for granted every day. Yeah. Even including, like, provisions, meaning, like, shelter, mm-hmm. food, Absolutely. clothing, you know, um, Ability to 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 right to be able to enjoy life to yeah. travel go to a restaurant to go watch to the Netflix movies. to watch Netflix to watch you know TV because <laughs> that's really like what I mean we have to, that's all we really have at home other than reading and going on walks and all of that but it's like you just you know there's this I posted this the other day but you know the smaller things go so far once you reach the bigger things you know like in these moments where you may feel like you're hitting a wall or you feel like life is kind of stuck for it's stuck for everybody so just remember to think about everyone else's predicament you know other than the kardashians who rented out all of tahiti for their for her birthday but um you know it's you have to <laughs> You have to, you know, think positive. Did I tell you that I figured out they were in Tahiti? You know, they're trying to keep it a secret. Okay. It's Tahiti. It was Tahiti. It was Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else said their health. Another person said life and bringing COVID, being COVID free 
thus far, which yes, knock on wood. Thank you, Jesus. We have not been sick. And so, yeah, I think 2020, even though um, it has been challenging, I do, you know, you do realize really all of the, just the conveniences and the everyday um, provisions in life that we take for granted. And so, um, Mm -hmm. so 2020 for me has just been a moment of, um, it's almost like a moment of, of, of realization and, and stillness um, and focus where mm-hmm. I've been able to really um, concentrate on those things that I want in my life, those things that I don't want in my life, how I want to build, what I want my um, successes to look like, what I want my um, stamp to look like. So, um, right. So 2020 has been great. So, um because even if you, even if we have, we all have had um, to be burdened or to be encumbered by the inconveniences or the inconvenience of the pandemic um, and the, the negligence um, coming from the current administration. But in those times of mm-hmm. adversity, I think it's really important for everybody um, to focus on what you're grateful for. Absolutely. Um and so I'm grateful for the birth of our show. I'm grateful for the birth, for the birth of um, um, many things. It's gonna there's gonna be a birth of many things. Mm-hmm. So we're happy about that. Um, stemming and from Biden's president our focus. is our, the elect. What is it? The elect- electoral college. What the election? No. Um. What's the? He is the elect. What is he's the, word? the president elect? Oh, there we go. He's the president because I can't say he's the president yet. He but is. He is he might as well be right. Cause so, he, cause he's still working his butt off over there, you guys. Even though he hasn't, you know, he doesn't have the consent, yes, from the Trump administration. And so, also too, let us know um, what are some um, discussion topics that you all would like to get into. Um, we really, we really want to keep it real, you know. So there is a lot of things that we still haven't um, touched on, you know, meaning that when we launched our pod, our platform we wanted to you know what I mean go places where people normally don't go so that includes emotions that includes tears that includes you know hard real conversations um but it's like you know it's kind of difficult sometimes to go into those things because currently we just have so much that revolves so much going on in our everyday lives and so many discussion topics that um of course evolve from the pandemic. Right. You know, so. Absolutely. But, um, but everything is always on the table and everything is important, which leads us to today's topic. We have two topics actually, but both of them are centered around, um, television shows. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, um, I'm not sure if everybody had a chance to catch, um, the episode um, with Iyanla Van Zant. So Iyanla Van Zant, she's like um, like a spiritual coach, um, um, therapist. She's like a yeah, like a therapist. She's like a, a relationship coach, a, a life improvement coach, and she um, got her start with um, with Oprah. And so from that point, so I've been listening to Iyanla for like about. Um, I don't know, maybe let's just say over 10 years. And she writes these really, really great motivational books and and she's just really good to read. And so now she's branched off into this show and it's called Iyama Fix My Life. And so she oftentimes has um, celebrities um, speaking about current issues or if they're like, for example, like um, I think she's like had Chris Brown on there before. She's had Rihanna on there before. She's had Evelyn on there before. So like when something big happens, um, she's kind of a good news. Right. It's like she'll be the one that's like, you know, essentially you will have the first interview, but you're working through the issue because mm-hmm. a, a, lot, a lot of people, even though like news happens, like, for example, like like the Chris and Rihanna situation, it's like. You really, we still didn't know what really happened. Of course, we know what the media the, portrays, but the we don't result know. of what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because this particular episode, she had the family stay 
in her home. And I'm sure that's because of COVID. She probably had them tested. And then she was like, okay, this is going to be a weekend retreat, but you can't leave. <laughs> and you knew that you uh, you were in her home because throughout the, the uh, interview and episode, she was changing her clothes. <laughs> she said she had to change her clothes. She's like, I need to change. Because look, because... When you're interviewing people with a lot of energy and a lot of baggage, sometimes you just need to release and change their clothes. Well, that's how I feel like if I'm at work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then it's like, you know how, like, if you're gone and you're out, you're dressed up for the day, but then you want to come home and you just, you're like, I just want to put my sweats on. Mm-hmm. I want to put my, you know, my tank on. I want to mm-hmm. put my socks on, you know, or nothing on, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Put mm-hmm. a robe on, whatever. But she had to like really get comfortable to have a real conversation, which I appreciate. Because so, mom, we have to tell them. I'm about to. Okay. Because it's like, you know, you 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 want to get into that realness. And so I can relate to that. So basically, Iyanla has on there um, Lisa Ray McCoy and her mother and her daughter. And so um, and so basically, Lisa Ray, you know, she's an actress. And her daughter and mother live with her. And basically because of the pandemic and because of like, I guess they've been practicing quarantining mm-hmm. that the relationship between all of them, the dynamic has intensified. And so it led them to Iyama because mm-hmm. it's, you know, Iyama fixed my life. Right. Right. And so basically it was uh, a doozy <laughs> y'all get re- Buckle your seatbelts. It was a doozy and it was, very entertaining, but at the same time, it covered very serious things about childhood trauma and how it can roll over year after year after year until your children are now adults. And mm-hmm. I feel like I experienced that firsthand um, with my father um, because I feel like he's holding on to trauma from a very from before I was even born. And so I think being able to address that with a professional who really allows you to dive into those things is really important. Yeah. And so basically just, let me just give everybody a background real quick. So Lisa Ray is from Chicago, Illinois. Um, and her father, David McCoy, um, was, um, you know, a business person. He owned a lot of hotels, um, and like restaurants and clubs. Um, you know, and was, you know, like one of those like Chicago hustlers type thing. But um, he had like, you know, several women at a time and also had, you know, a lot of kids. I don't know if everyone knows. Um, her sister is um, the Debrat, 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 because some people say the Brat. No, it's, it's Debra. So basically, um, <laughs> she um, basically, you know, is a daddy's girl. Lisa Ray's a daddy's girl. Her dad dotes on her. He gives her whatever she wants. You know, um, he is taking care of his family. He's providing, you know, he's a millionaire, they say. And, you know, um, but it's like basically he starts this manipulation of playing Lisa Ray against her mom. So it's like, essentially Lisa Ray was like his wife basically is what Iyama was saying. And so anyway, and he was using her to make the mom jealous and to make the mom bitter. Right. And, but I don't know too, if like the mom was just bitter because she felt like, Oh, like you like, her, or you're like doting over her or giving her more attention than me, which mm-hmm. could have been the case too. Mm-hmm. And it seems like she was mean to Lisa mm-hmm. um, because of it. But mind you, this is a child. Right. So, so like if it was our circumstance, that would have been an issue that I would have had to address with my husband directly, mm-hmm. not the child. But right. again, this is the reason why this is important for us is because this you know, really speaks to the platform that we created um, to be able to discuss, you know what I mean, as mother and daughter, um, these circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so basically, um, the father and Lisa make a pact. I don't know if you read about this after, because I did research after, Mm -hmm. that they were going to, that if 
either one of them died before the other, that the other one would kill themselves. What? Yeah. Like it really went. Like, so they were like attached, attached. They were like together. And they were like soulmates, basically, is the way that he once described it to someone. And so basically, the mom, she finally gets fed up with him having like all these different women because then she says that, um, you know, he was a hoe. The, 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 the mom, said, the mom yeah. says that, yeah, she's a And hoe. she kicks him out the house and then he moves in with his girlfriend who then murders him along with the girlfriend's brother. And the girlfriend gets 80 years in prison and the brother gets 60 years. And this was only like in 1988. Wait, you're saying this, the father and her uncle? No, the girlfriend's brother. Okay. The uh-huh. girlfriend's brother. Okay, so which brother got eight, Got 30 years? The girlfriend's brother got 60 years. Oh, because they murdered them together. Right. Okay, I see, I see, I see, I see. Right. Of course, one tried to pin it on the other and the other one tried. The other right. One, the other one was like, well... I shot him after she shot him, but then she really killed him. But then I shot him. It's like, okay, whatever. Both of y'all are going away. Right. (laughs) So basically after that, Lisa activated the pact. And she then tries to runs her car into a tree going like a hundred miles per hour, trying to kill herself, but fails and lives. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then after that, she just, was like a mess, but then she became pregnant with Kai. Mm. Okay. Kai. Kai. So then she was like 17. So it was like her life began to change. This is all before the Players Club, by the way. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then like her life began began to change and, you know, and so then she goes on with her life and she, you know, to me, honestly, to be honest, like I've, I, I don't know, like I've never been like a, Lisa Ray fan like she's okay you know what I'm saying (laughs) I just don't get why she only has to wear white I think I don't know well that's her thing yeah but I don't get it It, I mean it's it's over with I I, I, and I'm not sure if it's because like I felt her her energy was like a hustler mentality you know like a Chicago like I don't know there's something about people from Chicago for me no offense uh anybody because her best friend's from Chicago she doesn't mean that in the negative Um, way but I, I feel like, you know what I mean? There's always like that level of like hustle and stuff. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just uncomfortable. And I felt like she's, I'm like, is she a gold digger? Because then it was like, you know, she was married to the premiere of Turks and Caicos. And then that whole thing happened. And then he was involved in the money laundering. Then they got divorced. And then just like, I don't know. But anyway, long story short, she starts to blow up. And then... Her daughter then exhibits bitterness towards her mother. And then she sends her away to boarding school. So it's like, okay, even though you're bitter, whatever, you have an attitude, you know what I mean? But I'm not, I don't, I don't have to deal with you. I'm going to send you away. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really address it. She, she just, just gets rid away. of the issue. Because she's trying to live her own life. She wanted to live her own life. Long story short, now they're all quarantining together and it's exploded. Right. Okay. And so I think that it's so important to highlight um, how these generational issues can continuously um, linger, breed, and then you have a perpetual cycle of repeating history. Mm-hmm. Because then at the end of like the three days, mm-hmm. she's like, you guys are all doing the same thing to each other. She's like, I'm talking to the same person three times. She's like, I should have just talked to one of y'all. Because she was like, you guys are all the same person. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> it was like, because it was like, I w- it was like, I want to, Ilana, Ianla. Ianla. Ianla said to the mom, to the, to Lisa's mom. You know, you were using her for money. Then Lisa Ray was, you know, the one with the money and the one who's trying to get money from other people. And then she talked to Lisa Ray was talking about how she used to be a queen and now she's a stay at home mom. And that was just like so much of a life change for her. And she just could not even take it. And then the daughter, you know, it seemed like the mom only kept the daughter in check unless she had money. So it was just interesting to see the dynamic of everything mm. and 
It was, and the mom was just her, Lisa Ray's mom is mad at everybody. It was just really disturbing. She's mad at the world. She's mad at <laughs> she's mad at the squirrel outside eating the acorn. I could not. You guys have to watch it because you could just tell she was mad. She was looking at Lisa Ray as if it was her dad. Yeah, but I feel like things. The most important message to bring to the listeners is that um, there was an element. Um, there was a moment in which she used um, cards that said yes or no to begin a discussion of opening up these wounds. And I felt that that was a great way to begin having some real, uh, you know, some really, I guess, Hard, hard, Mm -hmm. yet hard and difficult and revealing conversations with people without it resulting in everybody over talking one another. Mm -hmm. Because the cards were just yes or no. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, she just asked just straight up questions. Mm -hmm. Like, am I to understand this? Yes. Am I to understand this? No. And I thought once you kind of lay that platform out, um, you can really then begin to like unravel. Under, yeah. And this, this too goes back to our episode with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Mm-hmm. It was like with him and with him and Viv mm-hmm. because he was in a place though, where these people are not in a place of like, he was the one that was the, per- you know, he, he was doing wrong, mm-hmm. but he was also the person that took the first step forward yeah, to bridge the gap. Yep, you know what I mean. And I think that that's the difference in a lot of situations. Like it's like the person who's doing a lot of a lot of the wrong and a lot of the abusing is not obviously able to step forward. You know, because that means that they're ha- they're, they're, they're it's a guilty conscious, and they and people like that try to stay away from the guilty conscious. You know, and just leave. You know, leave it leave time to heal it, but Mm -hmm. time cannot heal those type of things, especially with family Mm -hmm. because family is embedded in your, in your, in your soul and in your blood. And they're connected to you, whether you are having a good relationship with them or not. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the abuser is never the one normally to be like, okay, we need to have a conversation. I'm wrong. That's very rare. Mm-hmm. So it was really big for Will to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, I think everyone kind of had played a part in what what had been wrong. And well, then, then at the at the very end, though, like the last two seconds, mm-hmm. she was like, "I do." The mother said, "I do admit that yep. I've been the, the reason, the cause, the cause of this." Even though Mama looked good, I'm like, she looked better. She looked skin, really I'm good. Like, she looked better than. I'm like, I'm like, she's talking about she didn't have no money, but she for sure got her face done. I know that. Well, much. she was. Remember, he was a millionaire. He was a millionaire, so that's um, why she was like, I stayed. You know what I mean? Because she was taken care of, and and two. This so, is yeah. This is she's actually. So it was like Lisa Ray growing up watching her mom and dad married, but the dad had other girlfriends. Lisa knew. Was staying, left the mom's house to stay with the dad, saw all the girlfriends. Well, she probably went, she was probably going where the money was. Right. But I mean. Which is with her daddy. Right. But this is just what the, from the mom's perspective. She's like, you left me yes. to go be with him. Right. And I, and I agree with when, once I read about the pact and it was that they much. were soulmates and that, you know what I mean? Then I, it was another level of understanding for me. Because that means it's a, they're too, they're ganging up on her the entire time. Correct. And that's abuse. Right. And then it's like her as a mother, it's like you're, you're already feeling, I mean, she explained that she was born in the thirties. Mm-hmm. She was born like a year before my dad. Um, She was born in this, in the deep, deep South. She was picking cotton. She was probably one, um, one ancestor out of slavery. You know what I mean? Um, she took care of all of her siblings. I think she said there was like 13 of them. Oof. She was the middle child. She met this man on, she went to Chicago to visit her relative. She met this man, you know, they had a little, you know, you know, a little tiff. It's okay. A little encounter. Then she got pregnant. She decided to stay. And then he's 
a millionaire. So she's like, wow. I, you know what I mean? This is a great thing for me. Because who wouldn't say that? Right. And where are you? I mean, and, and oftentimes women in those situations in that time period, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to go? And you also, as a woman, just swallowed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, you know what I mean? Just straight up disrespect. Like, I can Tina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You He's bringing women home in front of you. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Where, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have a roof over your head. Again, provisions. All of your provisions are met. Well, and this you know is I mean? technically... You probably, you probably got a couple mean coats. You know I mean, this is technically what still happens today with the, in professional sports and the relationships that these men have with their wives. Not all of them. You mean like the Larsa? I'm just saying in general, all her. these She's men do whatever they want because a lot of the women they date don't have anything. And they do that on purpose. She's my spirit. You know what I'm saying? The they, 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 they put a ring on these women's finger who genuinely need, some men need to be with the woman that genuinely needs them. They, mm-hmm. that, they, that, that makes that, they get off on that. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I have a woman that can't leave me because if she does, she'll be living in a mm-hmm. one bedroom apartment, maybe with three of her siblings and her mom. Mm-hmm. But right now we got five houses um, 12 cars, a maid, a chef, and you can travel wherever you want to go. Well, I guess until you can take abuse. You know, I guess, but that's I guess, where, but I that's guess where everybody has a, has a threshold. Again, now you have the law behind you. So you already know common law that if we have a divorce, I am entitled to these certain things. Right. You're talking about back in the you know 40s. It's like... Right. He's you like, were bye, just, right? You were just you know, on the street somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, a man didn't want to have anything to do with you. They just drop you off. You that's know what I mean? True. Mm-hmm, that's true. And but um, I'm saying that's like the new age version of what's happening here. You and know? then, and then it was just so much going on with this story, y'all. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. It was so sad, and it was so passionate. And I do see where the mother, you know, why she was in that state. I think that though, again, there's something in the individual seeking self-responsibility and making an effort to change the future, Mm -hmm. you know? And then like they had this like after the show, like summary. Well then, and then I did, I did not agree with Iyama on this because then Iyama was telling Lisa well, you can't tell your daughter what to do with your life. And she said, I can if she's living under my roof. I, d- I agree with the fact that, of course, you can't tell her what to do with her life, even if she is living under your roof. But I'm like, you need to get out. Well, I mean, in that circumstance, I think the daughter is single. She has a child. She's 30 years old and she doesn't work. And, and no. so in, in that situation, it's like, you need to get a job. What are you doing with your life? And in regards to that, and I talk to my mom and um, my significant significant other about this all the time. When you turn 18, that's not like when the parenting stops. You don't just stop parenting someone at 18 if they're not Mm. inhabiting and portraying responsible behavior. Because then you're just letting them out into the world with the behaviors of negligence Mm. or you know, irresponsibility, mm-hmm. your job isn't done. So many parents just sign off mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, you're 18. On paper, I have nothing to do with you. But do you really want to be a good parent? Do mm-hmm. you really want to guide them to success? Because the guidance never stops. The parenting may stop. But having guidance and having, you know, a path for your for your children doesn't end if they aren't if they're not showing you at that age I can do this on my own mm-hmm. you know and she clearly needed that guidance and mm-hmm. she still does because you're 30 years old with the daughter living in the mom's house and your mom is the it would be different if Lisa was like oh you guys can stay up in here you just have to pay the utility bills you guys can stay up in here you just have to do this you got like stay here as long as you need this is a family home you know what I'm saying? But clearly she's not saying that. 
Well, she has taken care of her mother this whole time, which is what she was saying too. And then she was like, I mean, you you clearly could see um, the valid issues, mm-hmm. the valid, you know what I mean? The way you could see how every single issue that each individual woman had was validated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mother, totally get it. Lisa, totally I get, get it too, it. because it's like, that's your dad. You feel me? And it's like, and he, manip- you know, and he manipulated just, her at a young age. It's just like daddies and daughters. Like that bond is like so tight and it's so close. You know what I mean? Like I was much, much, much more closer to my father. Um, most of my life. Right. You know what I mean? It was just. But you know, also you have to understand like all of this happened with Lisa and her father before she even turned 18. Right. So then you could really see that it's like, you know, it's like, it's like. He you know, knew how to manipulate. He's a grown man. Yeah. This is what men do. A lot of older men date younger women to manipulate with them. It, yeah. And the girlfriend, you know, they killed him. Uh-huh. Because he was like 50 something. Mm-hmm. She was like 30. Right. Yeah. So it's like he was manipulating her. And he was taking care of her, bought her a house, paying for all her bills and everything. Mm-hmm. And apparently the fight was about um, an overdue electric bill. Interesting. Right. Chicago. Again, can't understand it. Right. Um, so I think that, you know, in those circumstances, we have to look at it that way, is that she was a child. And then so that's where the mom needed to you know, reevaluate her bitterness towards Lisa because Lisa wasn't old enough to understand what was going on. Right. She, she just thought she was just going through life. Right. She that's was just daddy. going through life. But because of the mom's past and the mom's life and what she had been through and all the things that she had probably sacrificed for Lisa before Lisa even, you know, could understand you know, those things build up and you, you know, you look at, she's looking at her daughter as, well, you owe me this. You know, and it's like, but she also was so young, so you can't pin that on her. Instead of saying, um, I made these sacrifices, but I'm so happy that I did right. for you because you're my child. Right. It was her holding that very thing against her. Especially because she became who she was. Right. And that's not fair. And that's not fair. Yeah. And then the daughter, I don't know what's up with her. I mean, I can just say that through the years of me watching that show, um, she did, like, she spoiled the daughter. She would, like, give her whatever oh, she of Lisa's, wanted. Oh, of Lisa's Yeah, show. daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lisa Ray, whatever the show was called. Mm-hmm. Her um, reality show. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. It was good, you know. Um, so she did spoil the daughter. Yeah, heavily. She just gave her whatever she wanted. So now I guess the And then you feels, punished her and sent her away when that's really right. your doing. Right. But it's like a sense of entitlement, which they all have. The mother has it. Lisa has it mm-hmm. and the daughter has it. Mm-hmm. And then she says, what do you, I was a little girl, mom, what do you want me to do? Pay you? You see what I mean? And then the mom says, you don't have enough money to buy me off. It's like, what, what, what are we talking about? Mm. What? So it just goes into like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a great show. Um, it's a hard episode, but it is worth um, families watching mm-hmm. because you can really see how the systematic um, abuse is carried on and carried through generationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool because it was me, my mom, and my grandma watching the show so together. So it was, again, three generations. So it was really, really fun. It spoke to our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, here on the M&D show, we also aim to use our voice to highlight vital and cultural references, um, in pop culture. And this show that we are now watching, um, it's, it's a, what is it, Jasmine? It's an M&D, it's an M&D new show alert. M&D new show alert, Okay. We're going to start doing our M&D show alerts every time we get a chance. Yes. Um, and so stay tuned for um, our shows. But we have a new show to announce today. Yes. We're very excited. Yes. And thank you again for listening. And again, you are uh, on with the M&D show on Dash Radio, Dash Talk X. The next show of uh, discussion, your honor 
on Showtime. So good. It's it's with the actor from Breaking Bad. From Breaking Bad, the main um, um, Brian um, Coogler. Brian Brian Coogler. Um. Anyway, this this again. Um, Brian Cranston. Cranston. It's <laughs> so powerful. So it's about. Um, you guys, I'm sorry. Like we have to do a little spoiler alert because it's the main. This is not like a mystery, like the Undoing was. So like we don't like we already know what the main issue is. So we have to kind of say it to talk mm-hmm. about it. Um. So. So it's basically about a judge um, who um, has a son. Who has a son. The son is involved in this accident. Um, then once again, he breaks bad. <laughs> and he's trying, they're trying to cover up this accident and a whole Pandora's box is unleashed. And again, I think the importance of this, it is one of the most important television shows um, on right now for African-Americans, um, especially in the, in the way that it depicts um, unfair justice systems, racial injustice, mm-hmm. racial inequality, um, white privilege, mm-hmm. um, the corruption of the criminal justice system. Um, this is why I'm like, I know Kim K wants to be a lawyer because of mm-hmm. all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, it speaks to, there's a scene where without totally giving the show away where um, an African American young man is in court for a hearing and the judge well, mm-hmm, comes mm-hmm. down from off of the bench and and strips down this young man in shackles wearing his um very slavery wearing his um you know his his jumpsuit his well he's already in in custody he's already in custody so and then he's and then there he's like on display in the courtroom it was so demoralizing it was so demeaning it was so um, belittling, um, you know, and just really inhumane. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. treat an animal like that. You know, it was just really, it really just, you know, hit home. And I, I think the message here is that I'm really um, impressed that the network is allowing to show it, it this way. Right, mm-hmm. is essentially saying we acknowledge these injustices. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge that these things occur in the criminal justice system. We acknowledge that this has been an ongoing issue um, in our country. We acknowledge that there's white privilege. We acknowledge the fact that really you know, uh, a white young man is better than essentially, you know, mm-hmm. a, an African-American well, youth, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. then you, and then it also touches on the fact that, um, the fact that this young person is faced with these certain, you know, um, moral decisions mm-hmm. because he they don't have exposure or they don't have, you know what I mean? Arms reaching out to them to try to change their life. It's like, you're, you're just dealing with the cards that have been dealt to you, you know? And it, it was just, it's really riveting. Um, everybody's talking about it. Um, and it's just, again, it's just very, very, um, revealing. I mean, it's just, it's raw. Very raw. And I think of one of the main things that it shows you is taking the fall for something to protect the ones around you and how you, you hear about these stories where people are taking the fall 
you know, and going to jail for others. And you, and you look at the inside and they dissect why they dissect the circumstances they dissect because this young boy is gang affiliated that, well, he's, he's done bad somewhere anyway, type of thing. Well, he's done bad somewhere anyway. So we're just going to, you know, he's just going to take the fall for this. And it, and it, you know, it puts a, a damper on the justice system. And then the main character being the judge and being a, a Caucasian judge and the, the, the involvement that he has with the situation. Brian Cranston? Yes, ma'am. He was breaking bad again. He was breaking bad, you guys. He was breaking all kinds of bad. You guys have to watch it. He's it breaking all kinds of bad. Life changing. Yes, he's breaking all kinds of bad. <laughs> so, we. Um, encourage you to please watch this show and to give us some feedback on our Instagrams or through our DM. Um, and let us know if there's any other shows that you think we should tune into to mention on the MND News Show Alert. All right, y'all, you're here on the MND Show, and we are practicing social distancing and safe radio from two separate locations. And make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Wednesday for the MND show. Tuesday at 4 p.m. and Wednesday at 6 a.m. And for those of you that are up, but I right. know that people are up, and I especially know my people in New York are up. Yep. And then vote for us, you guys, for the podcast of the year. Woof, woof. <laughs> so that was a fun talk and a good intro to our new um, series, the MND New Show Alert. New Show Alert. Woo. Here we go. So wrapping up, you guys, listen, we're going into the holiday. We want you guys to stay safe, to stay safe. I've actually done all of my Christmas shopping. I'm finished, and I did everything online. I have everything being delivered. I'm so excited. I can now rest. And these- it's, it's crazy that before these times, like, we would, like, scramble to, like, eight different malls. I'm not doing that. Like, why would we? why wouldn't we just order I'm not doing that, and I'm also not giving anybody a gift that's not going to give me a gift. What? I'm not. You guys, don't take that home to your anybody. Then. I'm not. You know, it's like you're. It's like you're like, okay, who's on my Christmas list? Like I've, I've I've done this before, and then you get the person a gift, and you and you like you go over there, and you're like, Merry Christmas, and then like they don't give you anything, and you're like, Oh, now I that? see you, you guys. Me? She, I didn't know what she was saying. I understand that. But you also don't know because there's people who end up getting you gifts and you're like, oh, crap, not to get them a gift. Speaking from experience, <laughs> that has not happened. Okay. And then it's like you end up, like one time, like I bought my friend, like Tiffany wine glasses, you know, it's, it's no a- gift. They're just, they're just enjoying, just opening the gift, just opening the boxes, opening the paper, just, you know, then commits to pouring a glass of wine into my Tiffany glasses. I'm like, well, where's my gift? It's okay, everybody. Okay. Well, and and just to 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 say, Christmas is not about gifts. It is not. It's about the birth <laughs> of Jesus. So let's just do away with all these gifts. And Christmas can be right. all year round. You can give gifts. I feel like it is. You should give. You should give gifts, which I do. I'm a great friend. Anybody that's my friend, it's like I are yeah. kind of like. I mean, why can't I have a friend like me? But. I always try to treat people great. I always try to pe- treat people good the way I want to, to be, be treated. treated. But don't expect it in return. Mm-mm. But you know what? That's okay. Because <laughs> now I'm like, you know what? During this pandemic, I've been saving money. I'm going to continue to save money. And so I can continue to do what? Spoil myself. And that's the best way to live. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so this week, just to wrap up, we've had some exciting news. The, the vaccines came out. They've already administered the vaccines to different people. And I can't wait to take mine. And I will not be <laughs> Actually, the senator called me this morning. Isidore? Isidore Hall. And he said, um, are we, are we going to be in line for the vaccine? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. We, we, I said, we means you're included. So he's all good. I'm not, I'm not going to take the vaccine. Oh yes, I'm taking it. Because I've already seen that people have face paralysis from it. 
Oh, the Bell's palsy. Well, that did come out, you guys. Mm-hmm. So there, there's. So it basically triggered. Um, I guess you know. I'm not sure, like, if you have the gene or you know what I mean. If it was it's in your DNA, right. but it activated mm. that portion of your gene, and some people are now experiencing paralysis. Um, but I mean, I guess it's. I mean, if you take, <laughs> but she's going to take it. Well, that's okay. All right. <laughs> So I suggest if you do take the vaccine, have your face positioned in a way that that's how you want it to stay. <laughs> and then it can stay. Do you hear, you guys, this is hilarious. This is great advice. <laughs> I'm going to tell it like it is. Like it. IT is. So yes. So IT. get your, IT. So get, get your vaccines, you guys. Um, and also, you know what I've noticed too in this quarantine period? My son has not been sick, like had not has not had a runny nose, hasn't been sick at all because they're not going to school mm-hmm. and catching all those nasty germs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not you're not in public using rest. You're not around people. You're not using it's the re- public restrooms. You know it's the public restrooms and like you're not on planes sharing lunch spaces and all of the that type. Of, and you know because so a lot of schools they have like the the lunches that you the parents can buy. Well, I know in California, the rule is if your child does not have a fever, they can go to school. Well, I mean, that's like you snotting and everything all over somebody, sneezing. You got germs, you know what I mean? Immunating off your body. Like, that's not cool. So I've noticed that. So I'm like, you know, we've cut down on the germs. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, and I think if you get the vaccine, you don't have to get the flu shot because it's like SARS, um, influenza. And of course, also the novel coronavirus. So I think those are great. And I think that we should get them. I got the flu shot, everybody. I've been fine. <laughs> I actually haven't had the flu shot this season, but I, I'm going to go get it. I was afraid to take it because I was afraid to get sick, but I didn't get sick. No. It was I'm fine. Gonna, I'm definitely going to take it. And so as we go into this holiday season, we're all back on lockdown. We have to remember... To maintain our separate households, we have to remember to not socialize, to wear, please wear a mask, wash your hands, wash, wash, wash your hands, wash your hands. Wash Every your time hands. I get in the car, you guys, I have a hand sanitizer that's for my car that I hand sanitize. Instead, you have to sanitize your phones. Mm-hmm. My mom taught me that. You're, I can't believe that she's actually listening to me. And you have to sanitize your computers, and you have to sanitize all surfaces. Yeah, and remember to practice. Oh, you know, yeah, my mom keeps a bottle of bleach in her pocket. If you're wondering, well, of course I do. But you know, just like okay, so the NBA just started. You guys, we're Uh back to the season. We're in preseason right now. Mm -hmm. And when they were in the bubble, they had these. um, They looked like kind of like Apple watches, Mm -hmm. and you would. Um, wear them um, on your person. And then anytime you got within six feet of someone else that's also wearing the band, because everybody had to wear it, it the alarm would ring. It, like your your the watch would beat. Right. So they said it was kind of like uncomfortable because when they would like be on the team buses going to the arena, <laughs> it would be like, you know, like, because everybody was on the bus. Uh-huh. And you can't mute it. But anyways... This is great, and it's great technology. Why didn't we invent this? We don't know. But now, this is available for a Christmas gift. Oh, that's great. Right. A social distance walk? Yes. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. And so I think that um, if somebody's looking to buy me a gift, that that would be good. You know? And then you could also buy yourself a gift. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think that's a great gift. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because they still say that even if we get vaccinated, we st- we still will be anticipating to wear our masks um, and these new changes in place until like March of next year. Mm. You know, March or April. That it's still it still will take. It's still actually they said early early um, twenty twenty two. Well, in the past, is this kind of how it, it has worked? Like with well, like, I wasn't like, alive in in the eighteen hundreds. No, but the swine flu. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> the swine flu was it like oh the swine flu? OMG, let's make a vaccine, and then ever everything was fine. But that took um, five. Years. I think I think the quickest one took five years. Oh, so that's that why like Trump measles. is saying 
um, that he's five years ahead of schedule. <laughs> Someone commented on his post saying that, said, what schedule? <laughs> he doesn't have a schedule. He doesn't have a schedule. You know what? If I was him, like, honestly, he he can do what, you know, he can, he can, ret- he can relax. Yeah. He can relax. Go, You're old. Go to your um estate at, at Palace Verde's Estates. And sit at your golf course with the with some champagne, and just unravel. And the, just you know, in the past four, years, just go to your go to your land. That you I would have like, and just relax. I would like if I was him, or go out of the country. Well, he no, he said he said if Biden won, that he was leaving the country. He was moving to the UK. Yeah, but he's dramatic, and I'm like, and they don't like him. I either. said they don't want you, right? Ain't nobody going to be putting up with all that over there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we just are, you know, hoping that we are, you guys, we are right at the end of the tunnel. We can see the light. The vaccines have rolled out. Um, I think that, like, if if I could take it this week, I totally would. But I also wouldn't mind waiting to, like, the fifth round. Yeah, you got to wait, Mom. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I also think, I also think it's because... Particularly the African American community, there's still a lot of uncertain certainty because of the Tuskegee um, experiment, which was like totally wrong. You know what I mean? And so I think that do you do you know what that is? No, mom. Okay, so basically, I think this was like in the fifties, but um, in Tuskegee, Alabama, mm-hmm. um, at the school. What school was it? Uh, Tuskegee. <laughs> I've been there before, by the way. Lionel Richie is an alum, alumni of there. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, in this town, they had a they would they would pay um, people to be like in a trial, mm-hmm. you know. And they were like, oh, it was like the government. And they were like, oh. Like, we're doing this experiment, um, you know what I mean, because vitamins, let's just say that. Mm -hmm. And really, they were giving them syphilis. They were injecting Mm -hmm. the people with syphilis to see what it it did. Mm -hmm. And the people were, and they would pay them, but the people were young. You know, so like in their twenties, and they were like, "We'll give you ten thousand and they took the ten thousand. No, it was no ten thousand. But was I'm just like, saying, it was a it large was like amount. for each injection, we'll give you like you know twenty dollars. Oh. Again, again, the government. Uh. And the people were had girlfriends, mm, and it ruined relationships. Yeah, and and of course wow. the one of the um one of the side effects of syphilis, um. If if it's not treated as is uh to if is going going blind, oh, no. and so a lot of people died. They went blind. They had all these, you know. And then the government acknowledged what mm. they were doing. Wow, you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it was called the the Tuskegee experiment. So check that out. But um, it was really sad. And so like this is why a lot of people still are like the government's issuing this. I'm not mm. sure because, you know, we still had Obama. We had Obama and Bush and Clinton signing up to take the vaccine. But I'm like, it could be another vaccine. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're taking. Right. You know what I mean, just right. to, just off a of GP. So, um, yeah. So you guys check that out. So check out just for history purposes, the, the Tuskegee experiment. And, of course, for our new MND show alert, uh, your honor on Showtime. And then check out Ianla. And so these three can provide you tools to um, increase your knowledge, expand your knowledge, because that's what you want to do in life. You want to try to grow and you want to try to deposit into your knowledge and your education as much as possible. Don't forget to rate and comment and share um, our podcast with everyone that you know. And don't forget to listen to our podcast. Um, on Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple, and all other podcast platforms. I am Bianca Banks. You can find me on all social platforms at It's Bianca Banks. And you can find me 
Jasmine at Jazz Nation. And don't forget to follow the MD show. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. Trying to diss this nigga that you know that's been down for years. I've clowned for years, and y'all can never fade my peers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. Eight, you can't win. Cause all the way around, nigga, I get respect. And you's a nigga that can't even get no props in your set. Drag new park, you say, huh? Wanna be ripping, but now it's time to do some set tripping. So listen close, cause I don't want y'all to miss that I'm about to break it down for this bitch. Check it, occasion, compliment, go spruce, cedar, elm. West side tree spraying all the fleas. That's from the Three and four hundred block P funk riders. So niggas watch your ass at that center divide. Now Aaron Tyler, tell me why you seem so tame when I caught you at the airport shaking like a crap game. You look up and you see my niggas coming, and you look like your bitch ass was about to start running. But all I wanted to do was kick a little conversation and see if we can fix this little situation. But when I fucked you up was what you wondered. Yeah, that's probably why you change a little page or But bitches like you don't grow. You can't even look me in my eye, let alone go toe to toe and calling me skinny. Use a clown. I'ma call you Theo cause you weigh 92.3 pounds. Whack ass actor, movie script killer. Fool, don't you know? Quick and still the nigga. Cop the psycho. Boy, you oughta quit. Your records don't hit. And bitches don't jock your shit. You need to stay down, you cop the clown. And get off of the nuts of the niggas with guts. Because I'm down with the trees. I'm down with death row. I'm down with black tone and I'm down with the flow. So when we cross paths, and I hope that soon, I'ma boot your motherfucking ass to the moon. You need to quit banging under false pretense. Cause if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense So don't kill game, let the pivot commence Stand it, baby, they can't fade us out here on these countless streets. It's bigger than they
make sure Don't for keeping shit poppin' To my nigga Big J My little nigga High C Little straight G And that little singing ass nigga Danny Boy Y'all don't understand Y'all can't fake this I'm the first nigga that was banging on wax Yeah, if you remember 1987 underground tapes And it don't stop And it won't stop yeah.